The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. When Judas had left them, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and God will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little while longer. I give you a new commandment, love one another. As I have loved you, so you also should love one another. This is how all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Why do you do what you do? Why do you do what you do? This question came up in a team building exercise about a year ago with our diocesan staff. Why do you do what you do? And then I was in a conversation recently with somebody and I asked them that, why do you do what you do? Because it's interesting to listen to our answers to that question. Like, what do you do? I'm a garbage man. Why do you do that? What's the answer? Because I can't get another job. Because I come from a long line of garbage men. That could be another answer. Because Jesus wants me to do it. That's another answer. You know, why do we do the things that we do? Why do we come to Mass on Sundays? Do I come to Mass on Sundays because I fear hell? Do I come to Mass on Sundays because it's my obligation, it's my duty, I signed up to do it and I'm going to follow through on my obligation? Do we come to Mass on Sundays because Jesus is the Eucharist? The Eucharist is Jesus. Do we come to Mass on Sundays because we were once so far away and broken, lost in our sin, lost in our darkness, and Jesus pulled us out of that darkness. And we know that the same Jesus who pulled us out of that darkness wants to reach down and touch us as we receive him in the Eucharist. Do we believe that's true? Is that the driving force behind our lives? 
Do we do what we do because of love? So many of us can fall into stagnation in our spiritual lives because we forget that the reason for what we do is love. We forget the reason that what we do is love. We forget that everything that we do is about a relationship with Christ that is lived out through the sacraments. And we can become stale. And so our Lord in the Gospels, he gives this commandment, love one another. As I have loved you, love one another. Everything that I've done for you, I want you to be that for somebody else. This is how people will know that you follow me. Because everything you do will be motivated by love. All of your actions will be motivated by the fact that I have made you a new creation. And we reflect on this now in the fifth week of Easter because we're still in this time of reflecting on what's happened through the passion, death, and resurrection of our son. What did it mean for us to renew our baptism at Easter? In the opening prayer for today's Mass, we said, Constantly accomplish the Paschal mystery within us. Constantly accomplish the Paschal mystery within us. Constantly bring about transformation in us. That's what we ask the Father for at the beginning of Mass today. And so, how are we doing in letting our Lord constantly accomplish that Paschal mystery within us? In the reading from the book of Revelation, John says, Behold, the one who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. I make all things new. Do we believe that our Lord wants to make all things new? That our hearts really can be transformed. That we can become holy. That we can be healed. That is what our Lord wants to accomplish in our lives. A time when all sin will pass away. All of our personal sin will fall away. And all that will remain is love. And we'll be known because everything we do is motivated by that love. When we have a conversation with a family member who's fallen away from the church, that conversation will be motivated by love. When we're at the office and somebody brings up a political discussion about the great advances that we're making and equal rights for people of all gender identities and orientations, the way we enter into that conversation will be motivated by love. It'll be a proclamation of the truth in love because our hearts have first been transformed. Now, why is this so important today? Because there are many obstacles to the faith in our lives. There are many opposing voices to the truth 
in our lives, in our ears, in the media, the television that we watch. And we cannot be a light in the darkness unless our hearts are completely transformed. Sometimes, rhetorically, we talk about how the church is entering into a period of persecution, that Christians are entering into a period of persecution. And we see that in small ways when Christians are sued because they won't participate in the sinful lifestyles of another. But if this is true, that the church is entering into a period of persecution, where we're accused of bigotry for having a belief in Christ, we will not endure that persecution unless our hearts are transformed. Unless we are so confident in Christ's love for us that it doesn't matter what anybody says about us or what they will do to us because we know who we are in Christ. If we're entering into a period of persecution, that means we better start having a transformation to start letting our Lord convert us When Paul and Barnabas are in Antioch in the first reading, it says they strengthened the spirits of the disciples and exhorted them to persevere in the faith, saying it's necessary for us to undergo many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Those hardships are being criticized by our family members, being criticized by our friends, facing unjust political opposition facing unjust laws in our society. Those hardships are necessary, but we can only weather them when we've been transformed in Christ. And so how do we become transformed in Christ? To let go of any attachment to sin we have in our lives to continue to live the Paschal mystery and be transformed in the Paschal mystery, which means identifying the obstacles to Christ in our lives. Whether those are sins of sloth and we waste too much time, sins of impurity, sins of laziness, judgmentalism, anger, past resentments, to identify them and let them go and let our hearts be transformed. To come to know Christ on a deeper level, meditating on the gospel readings, meditating on who Jesus is, coming to know the person that we receive into our bodies each week when we receive the Eucharist. making frequent use of the sacrament of reconciliation to allow that medicine that God has given us to transform our hearts into his mercy. All of these things will embolden us to proclaim the gospel in our culture because they are all those experiences of Christ's love for us. They're all experiences that transform us and constantly 
renew the Paschal mystery in our hearts. Our Lord wants to make all things new. He wants to make us new. Some of you might be thinking, Father, that's too hard to do on my own. And we have great ministries in the diocese that have helped people do this. The Unbound Ministry that has been growing and growing and growing in our diocese. What is it for? It's for letting our Lord make our hearts new. Removing obstacles, removing resentments, removing sin. And so I encourage you to look for the next opportunity to take advantage of that prayer ministry. And next week at the John XXIII Center, there's a three-part series that will begin. And it's really just a series on how do I get together with a bunch of my friends and pray with Scripture? How do we come to know Jesus better together? And so Wednesday night at 7, there's about four ladies who are going to give a presentation. And it's really on how we became better friends praying with Scripture together. And as somebody who's watched them from the outside, I've seen it transform their hearts. I've seen them come to know Christ in a more intimate way. I've seen them be emboldened to proclaim the gospel each day in the midst of opposition. And so again, I'd encourage you to attend that, grab two or three of your friends and go, and maybe start to pray with Scripture together so our Lord can make you new. And most especially, let us pray for the grace of transformation and conversion in our lives, conversion in the church, that we truly may be a light that shines in the darkness of our culture, that we may never lose hope, that one day we will see that new Jerusalem descend from heaven. As we live in union with Christ for all eternity.